Welcome back to the Ironsides Podcast, After Dark. In this episode, special opportunity for me. I got to sit down with my daughter, Abigail, who just joined me at the 2023 SoCal Shoots Summer Send-Off Community Shooting Event down at Burrow Canyon in Southern California. Burrow Canyon Shooting Park is where many, many people have trained down there in Southern California. A lot of events get held there. And this particular event was a special one for a lot of reasons. Let's just say it was a little bit different. I got a much different perspective on folks in the community from this event and the, I think the way it was set up and the way Devin, who's really the man behind the whole thing, put it together. And I had Abigail on today, not just because she helped me, but because I think she went in with a much different understanding of kind of the community as a whole. And obviously I have, she had literally no experience. And so I wanted to get her feedback and her takeaways. So we talk a little bit about the event. And also within this episode, you will hear some interviews that I was able to pull off with some of the uh, participants, vendors, and, and Devin himself down at the event. Now, we'll also talk a little bit about the weather, which was a little bit limiting. I wasn't able to get as many interviews as I liked, but uh, I was really happy about how the sound turned out here and just kind of some of the, the dialogue that I was able to have with the people that were there while there. So sit back, enjoy this episode with, uh, with Abigail Howe. You know, the older kids taught me a lesson early in life, and that was snitches get stitches. We kids wanted things we said and did in the absence of outside eavesdropping eyes and ears to remain private and secure within our little neighborhood tribe. After all, this information was private, and we were sworn to keep it secure so it didn't get exploited in the wrong hands. Nowadays, my private information has expanded beyond that little group of bike-riding marauders and now sits available on all my electronic devices. And that makes me feel pretty uneasy, especially after having my phone and personal accounts and taken advantage of. The reality for you and me is our laptops are never really off. Our phones hold our entire lives, including family and work, and everything from credit cards to passports contain RFID. All of this effectively makes those little items little snitches. And this makes us all vulnerable to having our digital lives stolen. It's time to put a stop to that. And this is where Silent comes in. That's S-L-N-T. Silent offers a range of sleek RFID-blocking wallets, EDC Faraday bags, travel gear, laptop sleeves, and key fob cases with the added protection of their patented Silent Pocket Faraday cage technology. This elite signal-blocking technology is the easiest way to instantly enhance your peace of mind around how your mobile devices are screwing your digital life up. My personal favorites are the Silent Faraday phone and laptop sleeve. They give me peace of mind by allowing me to completely disconnect from anything incoming and or outgoing, including things that can negatively impact my financial, physical, psychological, and emotional health. So if you're looking for a solution to reclaiming your personal privacy, security, and health, go check out silent.com. That's S-L-N-T.com. You can follow them at GoSilent on Instagram and Twitter, and then use the code IRONSITES at checkout for an exclusive discount. I want to tell you about Bioprotein Plus. It doesn't matter who you are, guys. It doesn't matter how you train, how good you eat. It's happening to all of us. Our HGH, human growth hormone, the master hormone responsible for our workout recovery, our performance, our metabolism, and even our libido, it starts to go down. So that's where Bioprotein Plus comes in. It's the first of its kind non-synthetic alternative to prescription HGH hormone treatments. So how does that work? Well, you can get all the benefits of HGH without any of the needles, side effects, or irritating or annoying doctor visits. Best part is BioPro Plus, well, it works super fast, it's easy to use, and it's 100% safe. So here's what else you should know. If you listen to the show, then you know I'm pretty particular about what I put into my body. I understand the science behind the stuff, and having had my own experiences over the years, I wanted to find out a little bit more about it. So the BioPro Plus team sent me a 30-day supply. Super easy to do. It's liquid formula for the night 
and the morning. I hold the stuff under my tongue for about 90 seconds, and then I go ahead and swallow it. That's it. Here's what happened right away. Quality of my sleep, better. My libido, through the roof. Recovery from my workouts was dramatically cut down, and my overall sense of well-being was markedly different. And we're talking this happened within days, not weeks. The bottom line, this is the only change I made in my diet. I didn't change my workouts and my lifestyle during this little personal experiment is exactly the same as it was, and I feel fucking amazing. All this with no needles, no prescriptions, and no weird shit to worry about like when using exogenous hormones or anabolics. And if you know, you know. Remember, this stuff is completely legal and totally safe. So if you want to fix the way you perform, look, and feel, go to www.bioproteintech.com or you can follow them at bioproteintech. When you get there, make sure to use code IRONSIGHTS for $30 off your order. Welcome to Iron Sights After Dark. During my 25 plus years in the fitness industry, I've always been passionate about expanding my physical, mental, and hard skills to be prepared for whatever life might throw at me. From fitness to firearms and beyond, taking a holistic approach to being prepared has led me on a journey to seek and share both knowledge and skills from expert resources in the civilian, LEO, military, and first responder communities. The mission of this podcast is to help others expand their capabilities and knowledge of preparedness while building strength in the community that shares similar goals and values. So ultimately, we contribute together and grow together. So welcome back to the uh, Iron Sights podcast. Today is a very special day. And do you know why? Why? <laughs> because I have my daughter, Abigail, in the studio today. Hello. <laughs> so good to have you, sweetheart. I'm so excited. I've waited my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you've been waiting for? I came out of the womb, Dustin, to be on the Iron Sights <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I don't know about that. You've done a lot of cool, cool <laughs> things so far in your short 21 years of life. But uh, this is definitely a milestone for me. It's, I'm glad to have you here. I'm super excited. The reason I wanted to have you in today is because we just recently came back from a trip. You helped me um, basically go down to the SoCal Shoots Summer Sendoff 2023, which was uh, a very cool like community, uh, like shooting firearms uh, industry uh, and community, I would say building expo, for lack of a better term, down at Burrow Canyon Shooting Park uh, over the weekend. And that was kind of your first experience there. Uh, but I need a little help running the booths as we were interviewing some people and had a really great time. So I wanted to bring you in and kind of talk about that experience as somebody who'd never had any kind of experience in anything like that before. Uh, and then kind of talk through some of the things we did and whatever and kind of let people know uh, kind of what those events are like. You ready? Let's do it. All right. <laughs> so let me start with, let me start with this. Like, let, let's, let's just talk about the, the event as a whole. All right. First off, it was uh, put on by uh, my buddy Devin down there in in Southern California. Burrow Canyon is a is a really well known uh, shooting park out in uh, it's just above the San Gabriel Valley, up in the San Gabriel Mountains. It's actually a beautiful setting up there. However, as we were going down there, uh, coming out, so we dro- we drove the van down right to to get down there. We drove down on a Friday, and as we were coming out of Camarillo and over in like the Thousand Oaks area came up on the hills and I was like, what the fuck are all these clouds? Like I did not see that coming 
Oh. And basically, I started going through the weather app and was like, dude, we're going to get freaking rained on down here. And I, that's the, that like never happens. It's, it's been a weird year, uh, but that never happens. So, so that immediately like kicked off panic buttons in, in a couple of different kicked ways. Panic buttons in my head. I was like, I need a whole new outfit. <laughs> I did not pack for this. Yeah. The outfits. Yes. Uh, <laughs> three days, three days before the before leaving, you're like, so what, what should I be wearing? Like, yeah. that's, that's the biggest concern. <laughs> um, yeah. Anytime, anytime you, you travel anywhere, that's all I get is like, well, I have this outfit for this day and this <laughs> outfit for that day. But yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, so we're going to, we're going to hit some weather, which for lack of a better term does potentially put a damper on things. So I was a little disappointed in the weather and uh, was fearful that there may be some disappointment for some of the participants and including obviously Devin who had, and his team who had worked so hard to put it on. Uh, but we we prepped. Everybody's going down there and kind of knew what they were getting themselves into. So we got up early. We stayed the night with some friends or sorry, some family on on Friday night. We got up early, drove in very early to Bro Canyon on um on Saturday morning to get set up. And so to set the stage, uh, there were several bays uh, available to the participants, and so a couple of things were going on. One, there was going to be some class instruction, which was sort of uh, free with admission, right? So if you paid to get a, you know, for, for a ticket, you could sign up. It was sort of first come first serve. You had to, you had to sign up for this stuff. So there was going to be a couple of classes going on. Uh, um, LSRC and Raven wing were, were to be there teaching. And then there was down below, you had what was called vendor village. And that's where we were located. Like we had all these vendors out there with their tents and their products and their services and things like that. We can get into that. And then there was also like a shooting area or, or bay where people could go experience, maybe shoot their own guns, but also um, experience shooting some other firearms that some some folks had had out there. And we'll talk about those guys, those guys too. So that's that's kind of what the layout looked like. What am I missing? I think that's it. That's, just the rain. Yeah, just and so the rain didn't start right away. So we had, so that was the layout. And the whole idea behind this thing was to was to bring the community together. And it's it's very regional to Southern California. Again, SoCal summer send off the last day of September, September thirtieth, and kind of bringing people together. Say goodbye to the summer. Welcome to the fall. And this was a different event where a lot of events, and I know you have zero experience around this. So this is where I um, I, I want to get you more involved in this conversation, but. Most of these events uh, generally highly evolve around one, either selling product like a shot show or some type of a, um, um, like an NRA show or something like that, or uh, it's very heavily involved around training. And so that certainly attracts a certain like market or demographic user, if you will. In this case, this was really about for and about the community. Like anybody that may be a little curious uh, we have a really cool interview we're going to play during this podcast with Devin, just maybe a little curious about it or is a little unsure, trying to dip their toes in the water. This would be maybe somebody like you. So mm-hmm. I'm interested in your in your feedback here, but it's a great place for them to come and sort of experience local vendors, local, um, uh, some of the local personalities, if you will, and obviously get, a, get some experience behind a firearm or, or test some things out or just kind of you know, touch and feel. It's kind of a show and tell and touch and feel kind of kind of game up there. So I'm interested, I'm going to stop talking here and kind of get your feedback on what your first impressions were when we got there. When we got there, my first impression was, oh my God, it's going to piss rain. And I'm nervous to see what the turnout's going to be. But I think once I started to 
putting my nerves aside because I was really nervous because I felt like I didn't really know what I was talking about. And a lot of people were really looking forward to seeing you and, and talking about the podcast and the business. Um, I feel like my, my view on what the event was, was not what it turned out to be. I was confused and honestly uneducated. I had no idea what was going on. Um, but once I got there and started talking with people, meeting people, asking where they were from, why they were there, what they were up to, I heard a lot of really cool stories. Um, and it all started to kind of come together of like, oh, these people are here to be educated and to educate on this community and, and why why people are here and what they're passionate about. And so I think I quickly became more curious than than anything because I, I went into it kind of like, okay, well, I, I feel like I know what's going on here. We're just going to talk about guns and shooting stuff and we're going to shoot the shit with some people and then chat. But uh, it was much bigger than that. And I think I, I caught on to that pretty soon. Yeah, I, uh, there are a lot of really cool conversations. And that's why I go. I go for the people um, and to, to, to experience all of it, right? I didn't shoot anything while we were down there. And I didn't expect to, I didn't plan on it. I didn't take any, anything to get out there on the range. That wasn't why I went. I mean, my, my experience or my, my reasons for going are to experience and then help other people through their own experience. And I'm curious, kind of just maybe some of the stories, if you remember any of them that really stood out to you about kind of where people were in their journey and how they got there, where they were coming from. And I mean, can you share any of that? Was there anything that stood out for you that's kind of been in your mind since we left? Yeah, there were two stories in particular, one of which I've shared with a couple of people who um, have asked kind of how the event went. The first one that really stuck out to me wasn't necessarily about their journey with firearms, but it was, and I totally forgot his name and I feel terrible, but he was one of the main people at the event. He was a coach for kids, mm -hmm. spent a lot of time chatting it up with him. And he had a really cool story. He coached track and field and a couple of other sports, but he was there um, in charge of the raffle um, and all the proceeds uh, he were going to his kids and the kids that he coached. And he told a story of how his first paycheck, he took all of his money and he bought all of his kids cleats. And um, I think as someone who played sports, it was easy for me to relate to how impactful coaches and teachers can be. And people like that really do make a difference in the world. And it's so interesting to me that you would never put the two and two together that this guy is out here at the range right now Mm -hmm. raffling off um, raffling off this kind of stuff and spending time out here on the range, making sure that people are educated on how to safely use firearms, like raising money for it. not even his own kids and <laughs> kids who he's just super passionate about making a, a difference and impact in their life. Um, and that one really, really stuck out to me. I think, like I said, as um, a former athlete, a former student athlete growing up, that they really do make a difference. And sometimes you don't see the work that they're putting in right. outside of, of just on the field or on the track. And he was really out there busting his ass and, right. and sharing his story and, and sharing how impactful it was that everyone was there to support him and his kids and his students. So that was really cool. The other one, uh, and I, I was a part of this conversation briefly, but this man came over and was sharing his story on why he was here and um, that he got caught up with the LAPD and he was arrested and put in prison and he was injured. 
um, and was just getting into trouble. And now he was out here finding a hobby and, and a passion for for safely using firearms and how that that really has just made a difference in his life. I think being able to put that energy towards something else and some and doing it in a safe environment mm-hmm. um, has been really important for him and his journey. Um, I mean, he's lived like these people have lived a lot of life. They've got a lot of stories. Um, and I think especially coming from a past that's so you, you could say like negative, um, being able to find somewhere else, uh, to put that energy or to distract yourself or a hobby is, is really important. So he was out there just doing what makes him happy. And that was, that was really cool. Yeah. There was, there was some, some components there with the, uh, the, with that, that last example you were just talking about where there was some, there was some art involved there mm. in terms of like the publication he was working for to educate people and bring people together from both sides. And it was interesting the way he put it was bring people in from the other side is the way it was like kind of the quote, like the left side, <laughs> right. Uh, of, of the firearms debate and, and whatnot and bringing them into the community in a different way. Uh, and it's not, you know, it wasn't necessarily about, uh, protecting your home or even self-defense or being self-reliant or anything like that. It was really more about focusing your energy in something uh, to be positive. And the way they were using this was to educate people and also bring communities together in a different way. And, 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 and a part of the larger community that probably doesn't get talked to very often. And they have a very specific message uh, that they were, they're providing in a very specific style or way that may, may not resonate with a larger amount of, with the, you know, let's say the, the writer side, if we want to say that, if we're looking, talking left, right, blue, blue, red, that kind of stuff. Um, th- that I found very interesting. And that one caught me a little bit off guard too. I was like, oh, I haven't really had that kind of a conversation with anybody here or at one of these events before. And I think that the nature of the event, how it was put together and how it was presented was inviting for somebody like that to come in. Now, I will say this, like I got that he was a little kind of, you know, just kind of feeling things out a little bit. As you mentioned early in his early life, he'd had some trouble and was, you know, I think he was a little just cautious in how he was, was presenting himself and also asking questions and was, and, uh, being transparent, uh, and whatnot. But that was, that one stood out to me, but going back to the coach, the, the proceeds, you know, the, the event was a charity event at the end of the day, it's all not, not for profit. And while it does take money to put these things on, uh, the, the proceeds from the raffle and the, and the admission and, and those kind of things, minus what it costs to rent the range for the day. And some of the other things that were provided there for the, for the participants and obviously the staff to be able to do this, we're going to go to these underprivileged kids that, you know, I think, what do you, what do you say? So for the whole year, like the football team has a $750 budget, yeah. you know, at the school, like, how the hell do you do anything with that? And so mm-hmm. he was putting his own paychecks, his stipend checks towards the team and uniforms and um, gear. And in this case, uh, like you mentioned, it was shoes. When I was able to buy everybody's shoes. So it's pretty, pretty neat. And, and so again, I think wrapping that, that part of it up and I got, it's interesting you're bringing this up because we didn't really talk about this down there. Of all the events I've been to, I think those were some of the most eye-opening things in terms of how people are introduced to this and that the people in the community that uh, are enthusiasts and or are, are curious about building their skill and, and do work on building their skill and don't get talked to at all by people in the industry that have the loudest voices. 
Um, and when I look at that, I think part of that is, is the, uh, part of this is the, um, the manufacturers, the people that make the equipment, the farms, whatever else, all the componentry, all the things that go into that, who are they talking to? And then obviously the instructors or the influencer out there, are the people that are in those, on those platforms that are, can get their message out that aren't being throttled by the powers to be at social media, at the social media places or whatever else, who and how they're talking to the audience. And I feel there's this massive audience that I think gets missed. And a lot of the other conversations as people were coming up to the booth and we were talking to people, I found very interesting. These people were very turned off by a lot of what they hear and what they see. Um, on in social media or in just in the media in general, uh, and how the the message of training, the message of firearms shooting, whether it be for a hobby, competition, whatever else, very they're they find the messaging most often very off putting. And I just thought about it for I really spent a lot of time on the on the drive home thinking about like there could be such such penetration in this that people just kind of backed up and actually. I think acknowledge that or realize that, uh, and there's a lot there, and I may not be articulating that very well. I think it's still kind of an open thought in my head, or you know, a streaming thought in my head about how to do a better job with that, because we saw a lot of kids with their parents, um, and in talking to them, like uh, you know, my a lot of my questions were like, "Hey, so do you? Where are you in from?" And people were coming from mostly the greater Southern California region, Riverside, San Bernardino County, yeah, uh, down San Diego, Compton. yeah, some yeah, some LA County, um, it, the the surrounding area, which makes sense. Yeah, but they'd come a long way, and they'd spent you know their money and their time and their day away from home or whatever else they had to be out there. Uh, and in those conversations, um, you know, where are you getting your training from? Um, you know, who are, you know, where, where do you train, you know, how often or how frequently do you train? And some of them are like, well, sometimes we just go out to the desert, you know, into BLM and, and do our thing out there. Or I've taken a class before, or I've taken, you know, one, one thing before there was a, there was an instructor that came up eight yes. or more times <laughs> in the, and we didn't, I certainly would have liked to have had more conversations. Our day got cut short because of the weather, but, um, there's an instructor that came up. I've had him on the show. His name's Mark Ackenback, First Defense. I, I, that name just seemed to come up almost yeah. every time. I even took that away. Like, I feel like I know that man's personal life. Yeah, I mean, and, <laughs> and it was all positive. I mean, everybody yeah. was just like, this guy's, you know, completely changed my view, how I train, how I think about training. And I've had Mark on the show. Um, and this came from both instructors that were there as well as participants that were there. My point, it goes back to what you were saying, is that how how people are impacted by this and how people use this as a tool um, to focus on something that's different or bigger than themselves or for their own reasons. And it doesn't always have to be about, you know, self-defense and preparedness and self-reliance. While that is a big part of firearms ownership and a big responsibility of a, any firearms owner, it's okay to just go out and have some fucking fun. It's not always political. Yeah. Or, yes. Yeah. Yes, it's it's okay to go have some fun. It's go, it's 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 good to get out with your kids and just just shoot, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't always have to be a competition. It doesn't always have to go on Instagram. It doesn't have to always be on a shot timer. Um, look, I mean, those are those are important things depending on why you're training. But what I saw in this particular event was all the other reasons that I typically see people come to these events for, or what I see them talking about, sort of in social media. It was all the other things, and I found that. 
fucking refreshing, kid. Like it was so refreshing. And again, like I, I was a little bit like, wow, there's a whole other audience out there we should be talking to. I got to figure out a way to do that, to do that better. And I'm hoping even this podcast and having you on as a person that's coming into it completely fresh mm-hmm. uh, is helpful there. So uh, curious, another next question would be like, so were you taken back by anything? I mean, was there anything that like surprised you, good, bad, or or otherwise? Definitely. I think the vulnerability that's, I, I feel like, shared amongst most of the community. And, and like you said, this could have been a totally different experience from any other event I could have been a part of. I feel very lucky to have experienced this as my first one because everyone was so vulnerable and open and honest and everyone was very curious and wanted to listen. And the whole, all of my conversations and interactions reminded me of that saying, um, listen to listen, don't listen to respond, listen to understand. And every conversation I had, people not only were asking me questions about the business and the podcast, and they were listening to comprehend like what I was saying and, and what it is that you do and what it is that you're passionate about and what you stand for and and things like that. But um, it, it just felt very, it all felt very human and and very easygoing. And, and like I said, I just really admired the vulnerability amongst most of the people that I talked to of like, this is my story. This is why I'm here. Mm. They were all very different. Um, and people were so personable and just wanting to get to know you. And it didn't all have to do with why we were there at the shooting event right. or it didn't all have to do with telling their story of why they were there. A lot of it was just like, oh, like, where are you coming from? Like, oh, how do you know Scott? It's like, that's my dad. It's right. like, oh, you're so lucky. And then it was just uh, like conversations like that, which I thought were really cool because I like the... Um, I like the people aspect too. I like to... Yeah. And it's hard because I didn't know what I was talking about half the time. So being so welcomed by people who I'm sure half the time they kind of caught on to this girl has no idea. What she's I think you're being a little hard on yourself, but <laughs> um, they were so welcoming and no one was um, pushy or uh, not that I was expecting anyone to be pushy, but no one was trying to make me feel a certain way about anything. It was very community based and I could tell. Yeah. I think that's the, the, Interesting, you mentioned that word several times in that in that review there, just kind of on the vulnerability side of things and the friendly piece, mm-hmm. like the openness piece. And I think that is a thing that keeps people away from these events and keeps people away from this community. Um, and, and I think the community is largely responsible for this. When I say the community as a whole, I just mean those that have a voice that may be a little louder, whether it's publicly or in their own social groups that you have to really be take into account who you're talking to and, and the, again, the emotion that, that the, the whole topic of firearms and um, guns, you know, kind of brings up, you know, in people it's, I think it's a natural reaction. And I think that comes from what you said, which is, is like, I really don't understand it. I don't really Absolutely. know. And so the only way to do that is to, is to, is to trust that the people or whoever you're talking to um, can have that conversation with you in a way that, that is meaningful and makes sense. That's patient. And to where it's a dialogue, not a constant shoving something mm-hmm. down, down your throat. Uh, and I think the, 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 uh, I, I don't, it's just, this word is tough for me, like this gun community. Cause I think that's vast. And I, I think that's really tough to define, but I think a lot of people in the, in the, in the space, whether it be in the instructional space, manufacturing space, training space or whatever, it's all about giving information all the time. And it's all about like trying to, to, to maximize the 30 seconds that you have, like whatever in your social media 
or in that moment in the spotlight or whatever to, to get your point across rather than listening to what it is or finding out what it is that people really want to know. Like, and I appreciate the passion. Like, and, and I do, yeah. like, I'm, <laughs> I'm guilty of this too. In, in a lot of ways, you know, especially when you start, you know, if you, you know, in, in, you know, during the day, you want to get into the fitness and nutrition stuff and whatever mm-hmm. else. Like I'll go all fucking day. Oh, you want to talk about stretchy pants? Right. Uh, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With you, if you want to talk about the, yeah, the, the fashion retail business or whatever, that's, I can do that. Yeah. But it's, it's about, it's it oftentimes becomes like this, because this person doesn't know you're, you're, they're drinking from a fire hose and that can be super intimidating. And you might, you know, sort of, relate that to like your first day at work or your first day going into the gym or your first day going into school. Like everybody's kind of had those, had those experiences and that not knowing creates a little bit of fear and anxiety. And I think that fear and anxiety then can create like uh, some visceral responses. Uh, and those are not necessarily all that great when you're, especially when you're having a conversation about something as serious as, as firearms or gun control or self-defense or, you know, training or things like that and, and, and all the things that come along with it. But I think it, it, it turns a lot of people off going back to what I was saying before about those conversations I was having with people that, that train frequently, right? And, and, and by my observation out there, they, they, they've got a good handle on the fundamentals and they, they, they spend their time behind the gun. Um, and they just don't want to have anything to do with some of the messaging that's coming across. And they're, so they're trying to find their way within the community. Like, how can I spread the message without sounding like, you know, uh, uh, some type of a zealot mm-hmm. or somebody who's trying to bang this, this thing over somebody's head all the time. And that was very different. Um, not that I, not that going to any of these other events that I go, I've, yeah. I've been to, it's a bunch of rude, you know, yeah, like yeah. zealots. It's not that. So for those people that are like, Oh dude, well, you know, what are you saying? All I'm saying is this was a different feel and you just articulated it without me preloading it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, again, that bringing, bringing that point to the table, we had a few minutes to spend time with, uh, with Devin, just kind of interviewing him and his thoughts, just what a sweet guy. He's so down to earth too, like running an event that could be seen as, as the opposite. He's such a nice guy. A very nice guy. We got to meet his family. Yes. Right? Yeah. His parents were there. Right. Which again, speaks to, you know, all the mm-hmm. things like just, you know, people bringing out their parents and their brothers and their sisters and their cousins. It's a community. It was a community. It was a, you know, one, even a few steps deeper in terms of immediate family. Um, but we got us, we got a few minutes and uh, we were able to sort of interview, interview Devin to kind of get his piece on it as busy as he was. And I was <laughs> what we were watching him run around like a chicken with his head cut off. Anybody that's ever run one of these events knows that's how it's going to be. And this is shaking a, hands and kissing babies yeah, or shaking babies and kissing hands. Yes, something yeah. Like that. <laughs> something like that. But uh, we pulled him in and we had a, a few minutes to have a little bit of a conversation with him. Devin SoCal Shoots, here we are. Borough Canyon Shooting Park. What is up, my man? Scott, thank you for having me on. It's uh, it's a blessing to even have you guys down here because you guys took, what, five, six hours to get down here? So you gracing us it was with a your while. presence. It, was it, a it while. means a lot. It means a lot, brother. I, a I consider you a mentor. You oh, know? oh, man, that's... I appreciate that. Uh, I'm just happy to be part of the journey that you're on with this event, which indirectly or sort of by proxy makes me part of the journey for all the other people here. Um, I always kind of looked like, you know, I come from the fitness business and, you know, part of my, 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 I guess my mantra was always, look, you just got to help people, right? And as long as you're helping, if I can go out and impact one person today to do a better job uh, at taking care of themselves, that will show up in their life somewhere and they will, they will likely 
pay that pay that forward. And so here we are. Uh, I mean, it was about a year ago. It was a little. It was a little more than a year ago. You reached out to me and said, "Hey, I haven't done this event for a while, or we tried to do it. Actually, there was, there was last year's event, but we'd been doing this a while. We're reviving it." I caught up with you at another community event. You're like, hey, would you be interested in helping? I'm like, of course. This is for California gun yeah. gun community, and gun culture, but more importantly, just to prop up the two A as a uh, as it stands. Like, I'm all about it. So here we are. So what's going on here today, dude? What are we doing? Well, this year I you know titled this event Summer Send Off. It's September 30th, so we want to send off summer in a bang, Got unintended. It. Got right? it. Uh, what we're deciding to do here is we're basically putting on an event for the community in order to put emphasis on the community because at the end of the day, the community is what it is and it props up everything else. It's the wind in the sails of the boat that is gun rights, you know? So I would like to say that I putting on this event for the people under the umbrella of the protection uh, provided by CRPA, FPC, and USCCA. I mean, those are great companies, but you know, we need to emphasize on the people versus the entities that protect the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to have a face, right, mm-hmm. to, to put to the to the cause. Yeah. And, you know, I look around here. I mean, we got a couple hundred people out here already that are faces beyond the cause, like I was saying, in terms, just terms of impacting people. I've walked around a little bit because we were setting up and we were trying to get the sort of lay of land and be able to put ourselves in a position to even be able to have this conversation and others that we'll have. But I guess my point is this, like, in just going out and talking to people, and, and meeting and finding out, like, one of the questions I was, is, where are you coming in from? You know, who are you? How'd you find out about this? Where are you training? And it's all people that are like, look, I don't train a lot, but anytime I get an opportunity to come to an event like this, I'm going to come because it's kind of a no-brainer. There's all these people. There's all this stuff I wouldn't typically get to do. There's all this open uh, territory. The range is open. It's not as maybe strict or regulated from a, um, it, just in terms of, I guess, being very rigid about what you can shoot um, and how you may shoot it. And we start start talking about strings of fire right. and, you know, whether we're shooting on paper or steel, things like that. Even while there's not a lot of movement going on up here, you are, you got, there are some classes going on. So, and then there's some vendors here with the, with their, with whether, whether it's their goods or their services they're, they're promoting. So it really does kind of represent all the things that you would expect if you've been around this game yeah. a little while. So if you're new coming in and that's, I've talked to a lot of sort of new people that are just kind of new in their journey. Uh, this is perfect. This is a really good gateway oh, to get thank an introduction you. to kind of just the culture in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things I you know, always say is like, I think when people, people get very surprised is this is not fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a bunch of weirdos running around up mm-hmm. here. These are people that are super passionate and, uh, and into what they're doing and they're having a great time. And you put that together for them, man. So yeah, thank you. Talk about the work that goes into it. Well, the work, uh, I would say that it's a passion project. It's uh, something that it's near and dear to me because when I was coming up in the firearm space in California, we had a camaraderie, we had a brotherhood where everybody knew each other. And that was on the span of maybe 10, eight years. And then it died out. Everybody started moving away for whatever reason and these events died out. The last one was in 2016. I revived it in 2022. That's a big span. Yeah, it's a long gap. If you can even try to put a number of how many new gun owners that there are in California, just in that small time Too many to count. They've never experienced anything like this. An event where you could come, no pressure, get to come bring your own gun. That's a big thing. They get to bring their own gun, their own ammo, and hang out if they want to. If they want to just shoot the stuff that's provided by the vendors, you can do that. Or if you want to just come strictly just to do the free training, that's what we have too because it's free. Mm. 
uh, a one or two, three hour private class with an instructor is three hundred dollars. Right. It's free with admission. Right. That in itself gets people in the door of training, of networking, of being in the know. And that's what I would say is being in the know is the emphasis of what the event is. So important. Yeah, so important because, you know, I think about, I've had, this conversation has kind of been a hot topic. I think it'll still be relevant when we drop this episode. Mm. But the, 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 the topic of training and how people get their training, where they're going to, and the instructors providing it. Mm-hmm. And there are... There's a, there's a very broad spectrum there. Yep. And so there's a lot of, there's, you know, people are talking about like, well, don't go to this trainer or, you know, you want to go do this class over here, which may be completely inappropriate or don't go to this trainer because, okay, well, maybe, m- maybe the, that reason was your reason, but that's not my reason. It's so anecdotal. It, it is. It, there's a lot of that. So I think there's a lot of confusion, particularly for the new consumer. And I think, you know, there's actually a lot of consumers out there that don't consider themselves new, conf- new consumers. Right that are still a little bit confused. And here's, here's my point. My point is, is like this, if you are new, where do you go to get your information? If you're trying to like, look, I've had firearms for a while, but they sit in my safe. I don't really train. I'm recognizing I should probably train more. Um, and I want to train more, or I'm looking at maybe leveling up whatever it is that I may have, uh, you know, from a, from a product perspective or whatever, where do I go? The interweb is usually where, where you go. Yeah. So that's one way. And we know how wildly, uh, out of, let's just say out of touch, things can be on the interweb. Or maybe I go to a gun shop. That can be a very good or a very, very poor depending experience. Which, but if you don't, gun shop you yeah, go to, but, yeah. but if you don't know, you don't know. Well. So here's a place where you can come and just kind of feel it out a little bit and talk to a lot of people that spend um, a lot of time around it. And, and then a lot of people are here that don't spend a lot of time around it and, it and it brings the community together. I see it as being a gateway to kind of the next level of things for somebody no matter where you are in your journey, right? So if you're like, and I'll, I'll put it to you this way, like if you're brand new, you're like, oh, I'm thinking about getting it. I'm a little curious. I'm thinking about it. Maybe this is an opportunity for me to to go check it out. Or Great they, place to or go. If they even want to uh, put in the investment, because I'm not saying it's, uh, it's not is this for money. Me? It's an investment. Is this for me? Yeah. yeah. So that's the beauty of this. It's low cost to entry. They get to come in. They get a really good deal on right. what they got going on. And if they like it, they can step into a more official capacity with right. sister events that we have going on over here. And it's, like I said, it's the gateway to the community. I mean, you, it opens so many doors for you. At the networking uh, possibilities here alone, it's way more worth the, the price of admission. I, I think that is a, an excellent point with the network piece because I think that is so important when you're in your journey and knowing where to go because there are certain, let's just say, experts in certain areas or fields or whatever that you may want to reference for certain things um, at certain points in your journey. But th- at the same time, somebody that's not new to this, that has been around this for a long mm-hmm. time, you're a business owner, you're an instructor, you're an advanced shooter. You're trying to keep your finger on the pulse of the market. Yep. Like you're trying to meet up with other like-minded people that are regional to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the folks here are very, very much uh, from, you know, the Southern California region. Mm-hmm. I came down from Northern California. The, po- the point of this is, is like as business owners or as like instructors or people that are advanced, advanced shooters, like mm-hmm. this is another great place to come to maybe bring your non-advanced shooter buddy. Exactly. Or come come and, and meet a new, um, you know, meet a new vendor or go touch that that new product that mm-hmm. that guy has just come out that you saw on Instagram It popped up in your feed and you want to feel it. Yep. It really is for everybody. Um, but again, I think that it's, what I, it's like a stepping stone no matter where you are on your journey mm-hmm. for different things. And uh, again, I don't see a lot of these events happening. Uh, I see a lot of training events. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously those are for a very specific person with a specific level of confidence, generally speaking. At least that's how I think it's perceived. In this case, 
Um, it really is a it really is a, a a true community event in terms of the representation. Thank you, because that's what we strive to do: is put on something where people aren't intimidated to come out, get to have fun, and then heck, they get some stuff for their money. Yeah, you know, yep. Yep. and that's that's exactly what it is. And it's like I said before: it's a labor of love. It's a passion project, and I intend for this to go on until my kids are my age, so they can it. and they enjoy it. Well, that's a legacy. Yeah, man. Yeah, legacy, I appreciate that's it. the word right there, legacy. Well, I'll let you go because I know it's a it's a busy day. You got a lot yeah, going I, on. We got first people lined up checking in. Yeah, yeah, we're just starting in. So the raffles are some awesome prizes over there. SoCal Shoots, Summer Send Off 2023. Scott, thank you very much. You're welcome, Appreciate Devin. You. Thanks for joining me. That conversation was great. Um, it kind of led into uh, to a few of the things. But I, yeah, I was just curious, like, was there anything, outside of being a nice guy, was there anything you took away from sort of Devin's little, little talk? That you had with him? Yeah. I think just the way that he's able to articulate why he's there and the importance of education I think that watching and being a part of your conversation with him as short as it was, because he was running around like a crazy person, um, despite that and despite any anxiety or any nervousness that he might have been feeling, he's still, he's just, I could tell that he's so passionate about why he's there and what he's there for. And it doesn't have anything to do with politics or, or anything like that, which I was a little bit nervous that this was going to be a political mm -hmm. thing. And as someone who doesn't really identify as anything, I was a little nervous. But um, he is just there for, in, in my humble opinion, he's there for all the right reasons. And he wants, he just, he wants everyone to feel welcome and he wants everyone to be a part of his community. And he, I could just tell that he's, he's so, um, he's, He's engaged with everyone and he's he's so passionate, like you said. Um, and I just think the way he's able to articulate that um, in such a short and sweet way of like, this is why we're here uh, for education, for keeping yourself safe. Um, and on top of that, for the underlying reasons with the, the, the kids and, mm -hmm. and, and all that stuff. I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah, Devin reached out to me about a year ago, um, about about a year ago this time, and said he was doing this event. And uh, then I was down at another event, which is actually happening this weekend, uh, that we I had to make some hard decisions this year in terms of where I was going to go and where I can make. There's another event happening in SoCal, the Route 66 event. It's an amazing event. It was massive last year. Mind-blowing to me, actually. It was my first time ever there. I could not believe the turnout uh, that existed um, and, and the guys down there um, that put together that event. Um, so we're not going to that one, but I was asked about it. I was like, are you guys coming back? My point is, is like Devin approached me at that event. Um, he'd hit me before and we had a, we had a few minutes there at the, on that day. And he asked me if I would help. And what you just said and how you just articulated is the reason I agreed to help, you know, Devin in the way that I could, which was to be there to help promote it the best I could and just be as supportive of it as I so could. Grateful. Yeah. It, <laughs> again, so like biggest paycheck ever is when you get that, yeah. you get that kind of response and respect in return. So uh, it was great connecting with, with, uh, with Devin and kind of seeing it all come, come together. Now I'll say this, it wasn't a perfect event. You know, they never are. I've been, I've been involved in a lot of them. Uh, they're never perfect. Uh, there's always little catches, little hitches, um, uh, but it wasn't for lack of planning. It wasn't for lack of, you know, trying to put all the right pieces. Or enthusiasm. In the right. Oh, hell no. I'm so happy to be there. <laughs> or caring. Uh, and, yeah. and there was plenty of staff there to try to, you know, pick up the pieces, fill in the gaps where, where things were. I, I thought the event ran very smooth. I was just, I felt really badly for everybody 
that the rain showed up when it did. Because mm-hmm. it was weird, like noon, it was like, we're like, oh, you know, it's not it's trying to rain, but it isn't yeah. really, it's not that bad. It's a little drizzle. I might be able to take my jacket off. Right. It was weird, <laughs> like the weather, like the the temperature changes, and then then it then it started to come down like, oh damn, that's mm-hmm. that's a little uncomfortable. And then went away for a second, like, oh, maybe we dodged this. And then about 1.30, it was just pissing. Yeah, it was coming down. It was, it was pretty coming down pretty hard as we were tucked back up into that canyon. And so that was like, that was a just that was just something beyond anybody's control. And people were were dealing with it for about as long as they could before things started to start getting packed up. But uh, and part of that was, was like we had all our camera equipment up there as we were interviewing people and sound equipment. It was kind of half on the ground, half hanging. I was trying to make accommodations (laughs) and keep the water out. And it got a little rough. So we had to scramble there at the end and kind of pick stuff up, but not before we had that. We had the opportunity to have a ton of the conversations like you just said. And the other one was with some of the other conversations with some of the vendors that were there. None of these things, these events ever happen without vendor participation. Um, without sponsorship participation. And uh, one of my disappointments in the event was just that I wasn't able to get around to everybody uh, the way I really wanted to and kind of meet with people as, as hard as we were trying and people were coming over to, to, to our booth and we were trying to manage stuff in the short, short period of time that we had. Always, always uh, so pleased and so uh, blessed to talk with people that are as passionate on the delivery of the products, the delivery of the services and the messages side of the business. Uh, CRPA was there. Uh, another, you know, a, a nonprofit legal foundation that does work on behalf of, of Second Amendment rights, particularly here in California, had a few minutes with them, wanted to get an interview with them, wasn't going to be in the cards. Uh, I'll I'll revisit that uh, <laughs> some other time. So we had that. Um, so, several people down there, and I don't want to, you know, I I don't even want to go through the list because I'd just leave too many people out. But one of the guys we were able, able to get in the booth was uh, Kevin from Portside Munitions. Uh, Kevin's got an interesting business in Southern California. He's one of the major sponsors down there. Uh, for lack of a better term, K- Kevin sells like the really high-end, uh, the high-end uh, like sort of custom guns. Uh and we, I had a really good conversation with him uh, about his business and kind of what he does. And you guys can listen to him and kind of tell his own story. But this is like, this is the dude that sells the Gucci shit. Um, <laughs> and that's a big part of the culture, you know? Um, that said, you know, like, I, that's not me. Like, I, I have a hard time relating to it. Now, I can, I can appreciate, you know, appreciate these firearms. And I've shot some of them and they are different, right? They, you can tell. It's like difference between driving a Honda Accord, you know, and a Ferrari, right? There's mm-hmm. pluses and minuses to both depending on, you know, the situation or whatever. But um, one of the things he he was able to do with his, with his team was bring in a bunch of stuff that, you know, as an FFL that most people would never have the opportunity to, to shoot or maybe even have the opportunity to own based on availability, but also based on finance. And they were gracious enough to bring out all of this stuff. And he even tells the story about how he was kind of educated on things that caught him off guard with regard to what people were really into, maybe what what they wanted to see, what they wanted to play with, again, touch and feel in his show and tell. Kevin, Portside Munitions, what's up, man? Good to have you. Yeah, likewise, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Again, here we are, SoCal Shoots. Summer send off 2023. However, it doesn't really feel like summer right now. It sure doesn't. <laughs> got, a little, got a little wet. Yeah, the rain is cool though. Makes for some nice pictures. I think it's not bad. I mean, it's not like it's pouring up here. It's just I don't. You know, obviously, um, it's keeping the dust down. We'll keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Talk to uh, talk to me about um, your involvement here with um, 
with SoCal Shoots this year and what's going on? Sure. So this is the second year we've been a part of this event. And it's pretty much just a family-oriented, give-back-to-the-community type event. Um, there's no level of shooting that you need to have to right. come here. So right. that's kind of cool about it. They do some fundraising um, for whatever charity they're doing it for. And um, yeah, we're, we're happy to be a part of it once again. Yeah, same. I mean, I always like just getting together with people. I mean, this will be my first event with you, mm-hmm. like in, in just kind of sharing the, the, what do we call this, vendor village. You know, it's always cool to, to connect with new, with new people. You being in Southern California, being me in Northern California, while again, same state, we are sometimes feels like a million miles away. Totally. So here we are. Let's talk about Portside. What's up with Portside, man? Uh, cool, man. Well, it's, uh, it's a, something I started a couple years ago uh, out of my garage. It was a hobby. Um, you know, I was just a gun enthusiast like everyone else. And I, I think I got a little bit of luck and some good timing. And it grew into something that I could have never imagined. So I'm super grateful for it. And right now we're kind of the original, you could say, luxury arms dealer in Southern California. So, so talk about it. So what yeah. does Portside do? Uh, so we mainly specialize in higher-end firearms. So okay. all your 2011s, Atlas Gunworks, Terran Tactical, okay. um, Fowler Industries are kind of the... The big three, I guess you could say, Phoenix Trinity as well. Yep. Um, and then we do. Uh, we we try to go out of our way to find off roster pistols for consignment. Gotcha. So we have an insane consignment collection, and I'm trying to do something new with our website. We, as far as I know, are probably one of the only, at least in Southern California, gun shops with a live, updated daily inventory online. That's so, gonna be tough to do, man. It is, but. Tony's a great guy. You know him. Yeah. Um, and that's what I brought him on board to do. And he, and he kills it. So we, every day, we start the day off and we go through with what's available and what's been sold. And if you can add it to the cart on the website, it's, it's still there. up for grabs. It's there. And yeah, I'd say right now, probably 75 to 80% of our inventory is off roster. So who's buying these things? Like who's the customer? <sighs> so pretty much everyone. Like you, I, I tell the guys at the shop, you never know who's going to come in and buy an Atlas. Like it could be someone you would least suspect in a, you know, just never think they would buy it. And they're always the ones to, to lay down the cash for it because it is pretty crazy. Like to buy a pistol, they start at 5,800 bucks. Um, it seems outrageous. And then you get behind one and you understand that I hate to say it. They do make you a better shooter. And it's like having a cheat code in your hand. I mean, in a way, in a way, you're right. Yeah, yeah in a way, you're right. It's pretty crazy, and it's just a gun that really doesn't lose value either. I know most people don't sell their guns, but if you did get in a pinch, you're not going to lose a dollar on these things. So it's kind of nice to know that you're just parking some money in a firearm for once. Whereas you know, you buy a Glock the second you walk out the door, you're lucky right. to get a third back. So right. yeah, they're they're incredible. Um, we're happy to bring them out here to let everyone kind of test drive them and see what they are all about. And yeah, they, they kind of speak for themselves. Um, we can't keep them in stock. Yeah, that's awesome. I, there's a, I'm going to put you on the spot here with a question just with regard to what you do is so foreign to some people, right? Yeah. In terms of the, the, the product that you have, right? How do you have this conversation with somebody who's like, yeah, I got a Glock, you know? Like, how do you, how do you bridge the gap with a person and, and talk to them about your business that has no idea what an Atlas is, has no idea what, 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 they couldn't even fathom what a, what goes into a fifty eight hundred dollar handgun. Like, how do you have that? So that it's it, it's still something we're learning how to do. I love Be, that yeah. because it isn't for everyone. And at, at this point, you know, we've been around since twenty eighteen. 
most people that come to the store kind of know what they're yep. there for. That means they're a niche like, market. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but it, just going back to like, once you shoot these guns, it's game over. Like, yeah. then you get it. Then, yeah. you, then you just get it. So we do try to, because I was the same way. When, when I first started selling these, like I didn't have one. And I didn't know who was buying $6,000 guns. Apparently, a lot of people are yeah. buying $6,000 guns. Because, yeah. like I of, said... I know a lot of people that do. Yeah, we can't keep them in stock. So, it blows my mind. Um, but we that's why we do try to offer kind of some mid-level stuff as well. Because um, I, I try to fill, you know... And we do have standard Glocks, too. So, we've got everything from your $500 gun to your $5,000 gun. And right. everything in between. But we're definitely known at this point for... Kind of that higher end stuff. I, I love it. I mean, yeah. that's great. You found your niche, man. You're doing it. So we were we were having a brief conversation earlier before I was able to drag you over because you got a very busy booth over there. Everybody's shooting all this cool stuff yeah. you just talked about. What's been the what? What are some of the things you're learning today about the consumer? About your maybe even your your firearms? Maybe about your guys? What can you tell us? Uh, well, apparently, I don't know what people like. Uh, um, so, <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, well, we ran out of ammo on a lot of guns today uh, that I didn't think we'd run out of ammo. Like? Uh, some of the Knights Armament 300 Blackout Rifles, um, that, and the Mark 13 Mod 5, which is 300 Win Mag. I didn't think anyone would want to shoot 300 Win Mag at 50 yards, but <laughs> I was wrong. That and the 300 Blackout ran out in the first hour, so... That kind of caught me off guard. I had assumed everyone would have wanted to try the, like, Atlas. sexy pistols. Yeah. yeah. They have. I mean, that's definitely been, like, probably the number two requested stuff. But I was right. just shocked to see, you know, a 300 blackout gun, which I didn't think was popular. Um, I mean, that's a gun made for suppression. And right. California is not going to have much of that. Right. Uh, so, Maybe yeah. that's the draw. Who knows? I guess so. So, yeah. Learned a little bit about that. And, I mean, last year it was... It wasn't as well put together as it is this year, so I, I didn't bring, you know, as much merchandise as I thought I needed, and that all went in the first couple of minutes, so that was kind of shocking as well. But other than that, it's been great. I mean, I'm more than grateful for everyone that's stood in line out here today. It's it's surreal. Yeah. yeah. It's Likewise, man, every time I come out and I see this type of stuff, I see people, like, smiles on faces, people that have, like, are just sort of getting introduced or would never come to an event uh, like for like training or anything like that. So they see something, Oh, this is kind of an open, I can kind of dip my toes in the water kind of thing. But then they have an opportunity to come shoot guns that people see, like people covet again, yeah. the ones that are on the, on your, in your store, on your website, you know, that they covet and they have this opportunity. They might not even know yet. Right. So I guess going back to what you were saying, like you won't know until you know. You're yeah. you're actually could be ruining some people out here. It happens. It's good for you because you sell this yeah. stuff, but you yep. could be ruining them. They're never going to so. want to shoot. I, those I warn everyone. Everyone gets that fair same same line I use on everyone. You know, it's a slippery slope once you shoot one. <laughs> it's like a drug so dealer. It, it really yeah. is, dude. But again, they speak for themselves. I told anyone that was here today if they do want to buy one. You know, I yeah. take care of them. So right. hopefully, some people come down to the shop. I know Huntington Beach is can be a little out of the way for some people, but look, I, I think it's great. I think you know. Anytime uh, anybody comes out to support the community on the whole is always a good thing. But the fact that you're coming out here and you are representing like this niche market, it's just another reason why people should come up here, right? And and check this out. Whether you're an advanced shooter or you're a brand newbie shooter, like there's going to be people here that can expose you to things yep. that you could you're probably not going to get exposed to. I can't afford a six thousand dollar handgun, right? If I if I sold some stuff, maybe and I and I you know did a few things over here, whatever I could probably do. Sure. That's just not me. Like I'm not that, not I'm, yet. Not, I'm not that dude, 
but I like shooting other people's shit. I, I, so. I'll get you there, man. So, it's only a matter of time. So I appreciate me. you bringing yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, again, I'm, I'm happy to have guys like you here that are willing to even talk to me. So it's super cool. I, again, I've been able to kind of touch base, speak to some vendors. Um, yeah, just an overall, man. Good, again, good yeah, turnout. like a business to business type of yeah. thing. And I was, uh, we were talking about that with somebody else earlier, just about the importance of, you know, vendors within the community. And this is very regional, right? So while, like I said, San Jose feels like it's light years away from, yeah. from Huntington Beach, it really isn't. And, you know, but when there's an excuse to get together like this, it's just, it, it makes it better. Totally. We've, we, this is the first time we're meeting in person yeah. and it won't, I'm sure it won't be the last yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, now I know who I'm going to be talking to the next yeah. time I walk into the Absolutely. show. Absolutely. Hell yeah, man. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for spending a few minutes with me. I'll get you back to, uh, to all the hard work over there, man. Cool. Thanks very much. I appreciate it very much, man. Thank you so much. Thanks. Going back to the vendors and, and, and those folks. Uh, and again, you'll, you're here sort of Kevin's. Uh, Kevin's interview here, but my my point of that being, there's there's all these individuals and these different like characters, right? That kind of make the thing go. And whether you're into that end of the Gucci scene, mm-hmm. if you will, and I, hopefully that's not insulting to, to you folks out there. Like I'm a Glock guy, all right. So I know like <laughs> people would be like, oh, you're one of those guys. It's what I can fucking get here in California, right? And um. It, we won't get into that. Like we'll shift that conversation or wait for that conversation to the CRPA side of things. However, there's a lot of things happening in California that, that we were able to talk about. Like people are very enthusiastic about some of the legal battles that are happening right now and how far they're getting and some of the recent stuff that's getting struck down, but then also some of the nonsense that's coming from, from government going back to the political side of things. Um, but my point of this being all the different characters and all the different sides that they're coming from, it's a place where everybody comes together basically like in the community as has been stated from a vendor side, whether you're into that stuff or not, like it's friendly, it's fun. It's your chance to experience it. If you're curious about it or you've seen it say on Instagram or whatever else, like, yeah, that's not me. That's lame. Or I don't like the way these guys come off when you meet them in person, when you have these opportunities to get in front of people in, in, in person, like it, can completely change the vibe and you can get a completely different impression of what's going on. Cause at the end of the day, it's like you said, everybody's there to just help people, educate people, give people, you know, a positive experience. Um, and then along the way, there's always these characters, right? Yeah. Uh, these other characters that kind of, they kind of pop up people you might see in social media. You've heard about, um, the social media thing I keep bringing up because the, the space sort of lives there in a way. I think it's, there's pros and cons to this. Will. Yeah. <laughs> as long as they'll let us, yeah. uh, as long as the powers of be let us, it kind of, kind of lives there. We got with a uh, Devin tactical for yeah. a few minutes. He's kind of a funny dude. Uh, he's an interesting guy, uh, you know, love him or hate him, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of what he brings to the table. We had a, we had a, we cut, had an interesting conversation about where he's coming from and why. We got Devin of Devin tactical on Instagram. Devin, what's up, dude? Doing well. How are you? I'm good. Here we are. Uh, I've, it's funny. I saw you walk through a little bit earlier. I'm like, that's the dude. That's the dude that does the crazy stuff on, uh, on Instagram. I see some, you put some time in. I do. Well, where did this all start for you, dude? So I, uh, I'm actually by trade a photographer. Okay. So I already have all the equipment when it comes to doing some, you know, higher quality yep. videos. Yep. Um, I've always been into some level of interested in some level of entertainment. Mm. Um, I consider myself a funny guy. And uh, when it got to into when I got to the gun community into shooting and stuff like that, it was actually a self-taught kind of thing. Yep. And uh, I kind of took it not too seriously. I took it seriously to my own level, I guess. Whatever that is for you. Yeah, whatever that is for me, exactly. 
And then I um, just kind of, I don't know, I just see the humor in a lot of things and I use it as an opportunity to go ahead and create some content that I felt was very me, but educational, which is something I was also uh, okay. a career path I almost took. And just kind of formed this kind of content. So you see on my page that I have both uh, instructional stuff as well as uh, funny stuff like mm-hmm. the AFT video. Right, right, right. And um, that's just kind of what I'm into. Just talking about what I really like doing, shooting in my humorous way. And um, I've kind of made a style out of it, I guess you can say. Uh, I think you've done a really good job with that. I think there's, you know, it's interesting in this, you, you were talking about not taking it serious, not too seriously it's, kind of thing. Yeah. I, I think in this, what we see in the space is that in, in too many times people take themselves entirely way too seriously. And at the same time, like, I think that's good. We're talking, uh, you know, we're talking about firearms, talking about self-defense. We're talking about, you know, protecting our freedoms and all of those kind of things. That's right. serious business, but I think there's time to, to take a deep breath and just relax a little bit. And it's always good when I'm scrolling through and I see stuff like yours because I'm always reminded like, oh yeah, dude, like really, come on. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> yeah. Let's just calm down about this. There's a couple guys I see out there that I really enjoy and, and yours is one of those. Like I just every time I go, okay, I'm going to, this is a nice break in the action here. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. And I agree with you. There's a lot of people who are very serious and I'd say the seriousness is necessary. And when it comes to, um, you know, getting to that skill that you want to get to for self-protection, for competition, you need to take that training seriously. 100%. Um, but I, I also acknowledge that, you know, we can have fun while we do it. You know, not every aspect needs to be like, um, you know, d- you know, dead eye stare the entire time. It's like, we're not playing games. We're not making jokes. We're just going. And then also, you also notice that I kind of, bring in things that aren't so gun related involved in my humor. Um, uh, some, I've done some obscure references in the past and stuff like that. And I don't know, I I just feel like bringing your personality in, keeping it funny, um, is a really good way to making the whole monotonous thing, which is, which I would say, if you're going to get good and you're training often, you're doing a lot of repetitive action, doing a lot of the same stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, it does get monotonous, mm-hmm. in my opinion, especially dry fire. Sure. So um, being fun with it, keeping the personality up in the air um, is a really a great way, and especially when it comes to the content. I appreciate that because I have noticed without the intent that uh, I, I feel like I, I definitely probably want to get taken too serious. Yeah, well, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, I think that having that sort of that levity, right, or mm-hmm. comedy or satire or whatever we're, we're sort of bringing, however we want to define it, comparing and contrasting, I guess the way you, you just contrasted the, you know, so serious and so rigid and so, and it gets monotonous. I think that part of it keeps a lot of people away from this. I agree. Right. And like this, like an event like this allows people to kind of come in. I've used the the term a couple of times now, kind of dip their toes into the water with, with what's going on versus like a very more of a training focused event. Right. And a lot of these kind of community events are like that. Like, Hey, we're going to bring in instructors, you know, and, if I'm sitting on the on the fringes of this going, I don't know if I'm that good a shooter or not. And God, those guys look so serious. I mean, they're running around. A kid. And in a sense, they are, but it doesn't give them exposure. My, my point is, is they don't really get exposure to the people. Like, Literally, the humor, the persons, yeah. the personalities in, in the in in the genre, and that's one of the things you're doing, and I think that's cool. There's other guys that are, like I said, that I've seen out there to do it too, that do a good job. Um, but it again, it, it it maybe exposes the people to it in a different way, where oh, maybe these guys aren't so weird. Maybe they're right. kind of normal human beings. 
And that's what I was talking about with Devin, the conversation I had with him last year for his first event. Devin from Soul Shoot, Shoot Events, yep. same name, spelled yep. completely differently. <laughs> um, he, I really liked this event because he explained it to me for that that was his intent to, it was more of community driven. Mm-hmm. It was with the intent to bring people in and not see a show, show people that it's not just like, you know, hard headed people that are, you know, everything is very, you know, all about, uh, you know, uh, taking out a guy or a defense and danger, et cetera. Um, and you can have fun out here. Yeah. And I yeah. think he did a really good job with this. And that's why one of the things I fully intend to come here very often. And I always invite people to come in. It's very cost efficient. Um, there's a lot of people of varying skills here. There's a few other people who came here, um, that are a very high level. I noticed, um, ambitious gunner. He's a very proficient shooter sure. and he's very, um, uh, 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 very education focused on his mm-hmm. content. He takes things seriously, but he comes here and he gets along so well with these people. Right. And getting that chance to meet these people is also a good way to see that maybe in their content, yeah, it's all very serious and they're training, but they're also real cool people. Just too. a dude. Just a dude. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just a dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, again, I appreciate that take. I think there's a very, very large audience out there. I think a lot of the industry talks to a very small portion of that audience in a very, very specific way. And uh, they leave a lot of meat on the table, if you will, with all the other people that are out there they could be talking to if they changed up their approach. Right. I think there's a lot of like going back to like firearms training, which is a lot of repetition, right? It's fundamental, it's fundamental stuff. There's a lot of repetition. It can become very monotonous. It becomes very methodical. Right. Uh, and I see people sort of try to copy that, maybe take that same formula into how they're delivering their information. Um, and I think the guys that are doing a really good job, whether they're instruction or whether it's an instruction or education piece, are doing with a little bit of like, here's my personality in this too. Yeah. Um, and they're not being a dick. And I guess, you know, at the end of the day, like, you don't have to communicate like that. Um, and th- that's the great part about it is I-, I love how, and you're not afraid to make fun of yourself, <laughs> which I think is the bigger part of it. Like that, not taking yourself too seriously and making fun of yourself. That's the most, like, that's the best part for me. I, yeah, I think humility and humbleness is a huge part of, uh, making feel people not feel that intimidation that yeah. a lot of people have coming into the industry. Yeah, because because you're gonna feel that. You know, if it's mm-hmm. your first time out on the firearms range yeah. or your first time at a firearms store or something like that, it's like going to the gym for the first time or you know stepping into junior high school for the first time. Like it's terrifying. Yeah. Like I don't know what I'm doing here. I, who do I talk to? That guy looks like he knows what he's talking about. I'll go talk to him again. And we are we already know how those conversations can go, yeah. right? <laughs> so anyway, man, like I, I appreciate you taking time out of your day yeah, to come absolutely. come through and chat with me. It was really good to meet you in person and. Um, for whatever it's worth, thank you for coming out and supporting this event, like 100%. with with everybody else, and and, and making your rounds and and uh, and spreading the good word in a fun, humorous, but also and not so serious way. Yeah, and I intend to keep it going, and I appreciate you having me. Um, hopefully, we'll get to meet each other for the next events because I'm definitely coming back. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. All, All right, guys, right, we'll thank see you. you. I'm curious about your takeaway on that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I it was loud while you guys were talking, so I didn't pick up on a whole lot, but I think from what I did pick up on. He's very lighthearted. I can tell he's very humble, mm-hmm. as were most of the people there. But he comes from everything. He comes at everything from a, I don't want to say a comedic standpoint because he's not making fun of anyone or anything other than himself. Mm-hmm. But I think he just comes from a very lighthearted standpoint and not taking himself too seriously in the firearms community, which... I found really interesting because I absolutely, as an outsider, can see how that is um, a stereotype. 
people just taking themselves too seriously. There's too much drama and and so much, um, so much back and forth and it's too political and all of these things. And it doesn't have to be that way. And I think seeing someone who, who sees it that way, but is also involved in the firearms community was super interesting. Um, and I'm sure every, every bay he's out shooting guns with people, he just brings like amazing energy. And, and I could see how someone like him could just sh- totally shift the energy um, in a room in on the field or right. whatever you guys call right. <laughs> No, I think so. You know what I mean. <laughs> I, I, I totally know what you mean. Yeah, so I I really really respected that. Um, I wish that I had I got to have a little bit of time to to talk with him and and kind of get to know him. Um, because I think, like I said, as someone uh from the outside who doesn't have a whole lot of knowledge and I'm pretty uneducated on everything, um, that that is someone who I could see encouraging me to become a little bit more curious rather than um so maybe closed off or stubborn to learning anything about the firearms community or, or why people are at that event. I could definitely see him as like the beacon of light of yeah. like, what well, this is, I'm going to teach you all of the amazing things that could come with being a, a part of a community like this and that it doesn't need to be that serious and it doesn't need to be the way that you might think it is. Um, and that definitely changed my perspective a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he's got a different take. Uh, and there are, there's other guys out there. I sort of mentioned this in this little interview that we did with him um, without dropping any names. There's there's a few other folks that I kind of see on a regular basis that bring kind of like a different energy. And that's a really good way of looking at it because um, you could very easily go from positive to negative And there's so much room in between. Right. Um, but it doesn't seem like while there is that much room, people are very intolerant to it. Uh, and there is a lot of, you mentioned drama back and forth. Um, I'll just say this. I don't think there's any, there's another space in the world. And this includes the junior high school locker room for <laughs> girls or boys yeah. where there's more drama than in the firearms space. Like mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's just a constant shit show. And I, most people listening would agree with that to some extent, but could also get very frustrated with that statement because, you know, it's like, well, what are you doing to change it? Or you're part of it because you may bring these controversial people on and have the, have this have these conversations, but that is why I do it to bring exposure to it. And then also on the backside of it, have, have a conversation about, well, reeling it back. The reason I got into this, this even in the first place is because I was searching for information. I was searching for conversation. I was searching for dialogue and I was running into a lot of this, this like, what the fuck is this? Like, why are we, why is everybody hating on one another? Why is this guy talking shit about this guy? And a lot of it was, I didn't understand it yet. Like I didn't understand that this guy had, had seen a video of this other guy, you know, teaching some particular thing or saying a particular thing about some particular technique or some particular tactic for God's sakes, (laughs) or some particular farm or whatever. I didn't know what I didn't know. I was just seeing like, God, this guy's really angry upset with this other dude. And then it turned in the comment sections, you get into these and then it's like, wow, there's a lot of angry people here. Maybe there's something to this. And the deep, the deeper I dug and, and got into it and start scrolling around, I just found there was so much of that. And occasionally these guys would pop in like Devin, or there's a few other, other folks out there where I'd be like, okay, that's a different take. And I, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to laugh at this or I'm supposed to be okay with this. Or should I be like, that's not cool that you're poking fun at whatever. And to your point, like, He's not poking fun at any one particular person. He spoke aside from himself. Mm-hmm. 
And I see the, the ones that do it the best, they don't leave anybody off the table, me included. I've been yeah. included in some <laughs> of these memes or some of these comment sections or whatever. And I don't take myself too seriously. And I've learned how to not do that. But my point is like, if you're a newcomer like you coming in and you're trying to make some sense of all this, man, what a confusing space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to your point, like if you got up enough gumption or whatever and enough nerve to maybe enroll into some type of a class, a beginner safety and confidence class or something. You didn't, you didn't know. You just, you're just signing up for something. And you got all these people standing around that are uber serious, or maybe they're just uber fearful because they recognize they are very uneducated and they don't know what they don't know. And then you have somebody like this step in who's just lighthearted, having a good time, safe. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> uh, knowledgeable, uh, not trying to be the, the, the king of kings and the man of the, the the day, but can occasionally just bring a little, uh, you know, maybe satire to the situation or comedy to the situation as you, as you referenced, you know, before, I think that could be very helpful for people in helping them enter into the space, understanding that people, you know, accept and, and, uh, assimilate different inform or information differently. And that is a, that's a solid way. So yeah, it's interesting. It was, it was cool to meet him in person. Just, you know, I've seen him around a little bit of a quirky dude. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I really appreciate that about him. Yeah. It was, it was, it was fun to kind of chat with him. I, I wished I'd had more time with more people to have more of those types of conversations. But, um, you know, I thought it was a really good representation of sort of kind of the people that were there. I mean, we could have gone deep. You've explained some of the conversations mm. that you had with some of the other folks a few things that came up, like, again, that word vulnerability. I think a lot of the macho that exists in this space, people will go, what the fuck is that? You know, like, well, I think the more mature people understand what that is and the pro- where, where and when that's appropriate. Um, and maybe it's just more of like, if that word makes you uncomfortable, then maybe you, you need to look at that a little bit, right? Balance. Yeah. I just think like with most, with most things, balance is really important. And I think after meeting all the people that we did meet and get to know and and hear their stories, having the balance of of all of their best attributes that I caught on to in just a few minutes of listening to them talk, being humble, vulnerable, open, friendly, lighthearted, those are all things that with with any community they're they're really important and really impactful. And I think it's scary enough to not only try and introduce yourself and learn about something that you're not familiar with. But on top of that, it's something that you could say is very controversial and very misunderstood. Um, And being able to experience this event and experience meeting all of the people that were at this event and all, like I said, their different attributes, their different quirks. um, It was, it was really cool. I definitely walked away like, wow. But the, like I said, balance is really important. Like the balance of all of those things um, I think being able to kind of zoom out and see it as a whole was, like you said, super cool. Yeah. It's not one person that represents the whole thing. Like there's, like you mentioned, I think you said stereotype, you use that, mm-hmm. that, that term. Yeah. There isn't one. Mm-mm. I think people can find those, right? Controversy. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I think people can find those, but there's so many different, there's, Look, there's everything pretty colorful, right? In a lot of different ways. You saw a lot of different stuff. I mean, I saw, I saw things that I had never seen at at an event before, just kind of different personality types, Mm -hmm. but also the way people carried themselves. And at the end of the day, it's still, you know, people shaking hands and, and having, having conversations and a lot of laughter, uh, you know, man, I mean, it was just, 
I think the word diversity gets, you know, it's pretty cliched these days and it gets used a lot, but it was a very diverse crowd of folks in a different kind of way. Um, and I guess my take, so some of my big takeaways would be, first off, I hope events like this continue. And I know, I know they're already, they're already scheduled next year. Um, and Yay. I know there's already some collaboration between this event with, with, uh, with Devin and him being sort of the, the, the headmaster of it and, uh, Tony Molina of, uh, Axiom, uh, training who, uh, heads up, he's the headmaster for, uh, the California range weekend, which is coming up. I know those guys are already, those guys, Tony was at the event. Tony came with Ren, the, the, mm-hmm. the Mal, and, and we got to hang out for a little bit and, and, and chat about, uh, that event that's coming up and how to leverage the events together. Cause it's at the same spot, right? It's at the, it's at the same, same place. And, and it should be the same people, but also understanding that they are different events and they do attract a different, uh, sort of a different demographic of sorts. So how do we cater to both really well, um, and still support, still support all, all the people in the community, again, vendors, those that are curious, those that um, are t- huge enthusiasts, even those that are could be considered zealots, mm-hmm. you know, in their own right, kind of thing. Uh, how do we how do we bring people together there? Which I think is so important, and I don't know that that's really happening. At least I don't get invited, or I haven't had a lot of conversations with people that have so much influence over such a uh, vast um, amount or uh, vast market of people. When you think of Southern California, right? I was, People have maybe a weird kind of misconception of this, but when I think Southern California, I kind of think everything maybe Ventura County South and then Central California is like Ventura County to like maybe Monterey, right? People consider Monterey like just the North Coast at this point. And then for me, Northern California is everything like Santa Clara County, um, Santa Cruz, above kind of going all the way up the rest of the coast as you get up into like the Sonoma area and Petaluma area and, and even beyond up into like Eureka. It's huge. It's fucking massive. Right. And so, you know, if you can, if you can really influence this, these regions in a way that, um, where you can bring people together, right. And also recognize that there's differences and not everybody's going to enjoy all the same things. Uh, you, you can have a massive influence on the bigger picture, which is again, educating people, keeping fighting the fight, right. To maintain our second amendment rights and doing it in a way where people are getting the message where it's not angry all the time and right. it's not confusing and it's not, you know, jammed into a stereotype. Uh, so I thought that was really cool to watch that happening. It's like, it's not a pissing contest. It's not a competition. Uh, while competitions happen on the range and those are fun, mm-hmm. you know, that's, uh, that's not what's happening between these events. So it's, it's kind of setting up uh, the next thing, which happens in, again, uh, California Range Weekend happening in November, uh, which is very tr- heavily training focused versus, and it's community focused, but very with amongst like the training community. Uh, but it still brings out, and hopefully brings out some of these people that are a little curious and trying to find out a little bit more about that. But I think what they'll, what they'll do, and if you come to that one, you'll, what you'll find is, is like, it's the same type of people, maybe with a little bit more focus to uh, different things. Um, Anyhow, interesting uh, dichotomy sometimes that exists, but the, but those takeaways are are interesting for me hearing it from you, uh, knowing what your experience is, and also you know obviously you listen to me talk about stuff quite yeah. frequently and whatever, and kind of putting the pieces together. So, if you had any feedback for the the event and and uh, and Devin and and the team, uh, you know maybe even constructive criticism, what would it be? 
Mm, that's hard. Uh, let's be um, honest, because De- that's what Devin wants. So that's the last thing he said. Like I know, when we took I the heard. headphones off, he's like, "Dude, I want you to be honest, and I want you to give me some, some, uh, you know, be critical, so that we can we can be better." Because that's what we're trying to do. Is there anything that you would say? I would say, as someone who, because I don't know that I'm in a place to give that type of constructive criticism. You were a participant. You're in a place. I think you were there. I think being aware. And if he's listening to this conversation, walking away after listening to an outside conversation about how um, someone who wasn't experienced felt about the event, I think being aware of how impactful those events can be and really owning that um, and possibly using that as a reason to get even more of a crowd and more diversity into the next event. Uh, I would love for him to walk away from this after listening to it if he does. Um, and if he were to have a conversation with someone like me, just like, this is how impactful this event was for me and how eye-opening it was. And I overall walked away super curious about the community. And I've even had conversations with people who have asked me how it went and just been very honest of like, you know what? I honestly went in with, with my own ideas, my own opinions. And not that I went to for those to change or that anyone had conversations with me to try and change my mind about anything or anyone. But I did leave feeling like I could make these ideas on my own and these opinions on my own. And I walked away feeling super educated when no one was even trying to educate me on That's anything. Awesome. Like it, it, the, Not one person came up to me trying to teach me anything, but I left feeling like I learned a lot. And I hope going forward in his future events and his future endeavors, he understands how impactful the work he puts in um, is on other people and how, and I hope that's, and I know that's what he wants to do, but even when he doesn't mean to do it, he's, he's still doing it and he's still impacting people. Yeah. I think he would call that a win. I think he would, I think that's (laughs) pretty, uh, I think that's pretty positive. I I would agree with that Uh, again. And I mean, he, he changed my, my perspective. The event mm-hmm. changed my perspective on a few things. I have some things to to think about and to work on in terms of conversations that I want to have and, and things I'd like to try and quote unquote influence uh, going down the going down the road. Not as an influencer, but uh, yeah, I think that's I I hate that term. But You're an influencer. I, I hate that term. People say Owner. that and I go, "Don't." <laughs> it's weird. But at the same time, like things I'd like to influence within the community from a positive perspective, because again, I picked up some things that I it just why I hadn't really picked it up is because I don't think I'd been in those situations. Again, I kind of maybe didn't know what I didn't know. Um, and also there's a little bit of an echo chamber when you're kind of in the same circle or you're in the same, having the same conversations, it, it, it doesn't leave a lot of space or opportunity to hear, see, experience some of the things that I've, I've described. So that was part of it, you know, from a, from a, from a, a like a critical, uh, thinking perspective or a, sorry, a constructive criticism feedback perspective, you know, I don't know. I think you learn, you learn every time, uh, every time you do one of these and anytime you have, there were like 200 people up there. That's a mm-hmm. lot of people. Yeah. Um, it's busy. yeah, it's busy. And you know, I, I know, you know, he puts, he takes full responsibility for every single thing that happens up there as you should. I, I admire him for that. And, uh, you know, I think that's a, that, that says a lot for him and his character. Uh, I'm talking about Devin specifically, mm-hmm. But again, you can't control all the things. So maybe not 
try to do that. Yeah, uh, you can't control the weather. You can't control the weather, <laughs> but also like just delegation of some responsibility uh, so that you don't feel like you have to do it all. You're going to feel stressed and crazy anyway, but maybe try and delegate a little bit more and get, get some more folks out there. Uh, you know, gaining commitment from th- people like instructors. There was an incident or there was an issue with an instruction group that did not show up. Here's the great thing. The Ravenwing guys stepped in. I talked to Mo after yeah. and Mo, Mo was like, yeah, no problem. You know, like there was a need. I stepped in. He was planning on coaching or teaching anyway that day. And he, you know, he had to, he had to work on the fly and made it happen. That's the community coming together. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, relying on maybe a little bit more reliance on, on, on those folks to, to do what they do well, which is, you know, take care of one another and, and make things go. Uh, that could be part of it. I, you know, outside of that, you know, like I think just getting, having the event go the way it went this year as, as opposed to maybe how it went the previous year, because there was, there were some things again with outside of, outside of his control and maybe outside of things that he didn't, he didn't really know because he hadn't done it yet. From the people that I talked to that were part of that last year, like this was much, much different, much, much better. So I think that's all you can ask for is that you you continually get better. I can admire him for, for seeking that feedback too. And, and taking it all as a learning experience and not giving up and still wanting to to educate people and hundred percent on I think it's really it's really cool and he's super humble and yeah he got his ass kicked last year um, <laughs> and again things that were outside of his control um, I mean and when I say ass kicked I just mean he got punched in the side of the face on mm-hmm. on a couple of things that he could there's no way he could have seen that coming um, and he's fucking gotten himself up he's brushed himself off. Mm-hmm. And he's gotten himself back in the game and he's doing, he's not taking no for an answer. Uh, and I think, you know, if you're, you know, if you're questioning, you know, kind of what these things are, if you know a little bit about the people uh, putting the things together and how hard they're working to make it happen, as you articulated at the beginning and the impacts that they can make, it may encourage you to get out there. I would encourage those people that are looking at this as more of a novice type event, you know, novice to intermediate. If you're one of those people that is very um, experienced, um, and, and, uh, and, or you feel like this might be a little bit below you to knock that shit off and get out there. And there, there's a million things you can do out there. One would just be to go out there and see the people and meet the people and have some conversations. So if you are one of these quote unquote influencers that has a little bit more of a following or whatever, you know, or, or has some, um, some reach, get out there, find out who these people are. Cause they're different than I, I guarantee you most of the people you probably interact with on a regular basis. I think the training community is very small in, 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 in its entirety. And I think, you know, very few people actually go out and train regularly. You'll get the people that will come to one class maybe a year. Cause that's what they can afford or that's what they, they've, they've committed to or whatever. But the rest of them that kind of train on a regular basis, kind of the same people. I believe there's a very small percentage of people that, that actually do that. We're all sharing or everybody has to kind of share that, that clientele. So get out there and, 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 and get involved and just to see what's up. The other part is, is like, ask how you can help. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really truly care about, you know, I, and I get, you've got to make money on the weekends as an instructor. That's how you make your money or whatever. But if you really truly care, right, about spreading the good word, about fighting the good fight, about helping good people be better, more capable, dangerous people, right, um, and or just safer and more educated, like go to these things, find out, like reach out, like, how can I, how can I be, maybe be helpful and be proactive here? Um, and for the, and, and the last thing I would say is to that crowd who is looking at it going, oh, that's kind of dumb or that's kind of lame. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> that's what I would say. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. I, I would just, I would <laughs> just say, keep your mouth shut. 
because, and, and, and that always seems to pop up while, oh, that's stupid or, you know, what is that guy doing or that's not real training or whatever else. Shut your mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, as your grandmother or my mother would, <laughs> you know, t- if you don't have anything nice to say, then just don't say anything nice at all unless, right, you're going to bring some logic to the table and, and try and be helpful with it right? In some way, like try to bring something, you know, of value to the table, then it might not be so nice, right? Yeah. But if, if the intention is there to make something better, then, you know, do you do you. Uh, my point of this is, is I think, you know, the, 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 the inventor as a, as a whole, what did exactly and met the criteria that of what Devin and, and the SoCal Shoots team was trying to do. Super proud of those guys. I feel honored to have been invited and been part of the process and part of your journey through that process and, and, and being able to have the conversations with all the people that are out there. So public, thank you. If I didn't already reach out to you on Instagram, we haven't already had those conversations there, that dialogue there. I appreciate every moment, everybody's time. That is shit you cannot get back. Um, so for all the, the folks that stop by the booth, participants, vendors, staff, family, you know, dogs, because there are yes. a bunch of dogs out there, all that stuff. Like, thank you for, for taking time out to come spend time with me and, uh, and, and, and have those conversations and, and, and give feedback. Uh, the podcast game is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. It's really tough to get feedback. And so when you get and, and detailed feedback, so when I get that opportunity, when people really literally come up and they, they tell me what they've taken away from the show or, you know, things that have come up like that is extraordinarily helpful. So again, publicly thanking every single person that listens, but also every, every person that came up to have those conversations. And thank you for spending your time with me. I had fun. Uh, I had fun. I definitely walked away. Um, my, my mind, it was, it was super eye opening. I just, I really appreciated the experience. I have nothing but good things to say about it. Um, I feel really grateful that that was my experience because I, I can imagine that other people have not experienced it that way and they can't walk away, um, with the same feeling, the same impact. But I think the biggest part, one of the biggest parts for me was also seeing you and your element. And that was exciting for me. Cool. I really liked being able to see you do what makes you happy. Well, I appreciate you having me. And and I guess then the last person I should think is, uh, Devin and the SoCal Shoots team for, uh, having us down there so that we could experience that stuff together. Thank you, Devin. (laughs) Thanks, Abby, for coming in today. I appreciate you. I had fun. Thank you so much. Love you, baby. Love you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Iron Sights. If you enjoyed our conversation, you can support our mission by hitting the subscribe button, leaving a review, and sharing the podcast with a friend. I'll see you on the next episode.